And good afternoon, people, and welcome back to the Word Encounter, episode 31. And so um, we are starting in the book of Deuteronomy. We ended numbers yesterday. And uh, Deuteronomy is a book, it's the fifth and the final book of the Pentateuch. Um, Moses is uh, the author, at least that is what uh, it is believed by most people, that he is the author of, uh, of uh, Deuteronomy. And we see that, um, you know, at the end of Numbers and the beginning of Deuteronomy here, the Israelites are standing on the edge of the Jericho, uh, of, of the, excuse me, standing on the edge of the Jordan and uh, ready to cross into to, uh, the Promised Land. And, <clears throat> and so we find in this book, uh, that Moses is essentially giving his farewell um, message to the Israelites because Moses will not be going into the promised land. And so he's giving him, he's giving them his final instructions. It's like if you and your spouse are going on vacation or going away, you have te teenage children or whatever, and you're telling them, okay, remember, you know, lock the door at night. Remember, take the dog out before nine. Remember, you know, and so you're going over all of these things that you want them to do for their own good to make sure that the household stays in good standing and, and that sort of thing. And essentially that's what Moses is doing. He's given the Israelites uh, the final instructions um, before they cross over to acquire the promised land because he will not be going with them. And he wants to make sure that everything is A-OK. -okay. And so, <clears throat> and this is the, the second generation and, and, and a lot of them, uh, most of them, all of them, I guess, weren't with them in the beginning when they came out of Egypt. And so um, we see that the, 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 the title of the book, Deuteronomy, what it stands for, it's a Greek, it's a Greek translation, or it's a translation of a Greek word. And um, it stands for, it means second law, or it means repetition of the law. And so in this entire book, Moses is recounting the law. He's going back over it because this is the second generation. He's carrying them through the history, what happened, what God did, what they did, you know, and just bringing everybody up to speed on the history over the past four decades because they had been wandering in the, in the, um, in the wilderness for all this time. And so he's bringing everybody up to speed on what has happened and what has brought them to this place because he wants them to have a complete understanding of what's going on. And so this is his final message to the new generation. And uh, basically he's telling them it's all about choice. This is the law. This is what the situation is. You have the choice to follow or not follow. If you follow, there will be certain consequences. If you don't, there will be certain consequences. And so this is the whole thing with regard uh, to Deut Deuteronomy and what its purpose is. <clears throat> Which brings up a, a, an important point. Um, a lot of people claim that, uh, you know, people who believe in Christ, you know, try to force them to believe things and, and, and whatnot. And what people need to understand is God's system, his whole system is set up on one thing for the most part. And that is free will choice. God chooses not to, or he cannot, I don't know which one it is, violate an individual's free will choice. He will not do it. He wants you to choose him. He will not force you to choose him. He wants you to choose him from your own volition. And so anytime somebody's trying to force you to believe something uh, in the Bible or this, that, and the other, they're not representing what the Lord wants his children to do. 
because he wants everybody to have free will choice. We as believers, it's incumbent upon us to present the case for the Lord before people, but it's up to the people to make their own free will choice. And so not to be forced or coerced into anything, but it's your choice. And so you have choices and then there are consequences of choices. And so with that, let's get started into Deuteronomy. In chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, uh, Moses is just going, again, like I said, going over the history, uh, talking about the departure from um, uh, Mount Sinai when they left, you know, the leaders of the tribes. He's talking about, you know, the journeys that they've been on, the journey past Moab, past Ammon, past um, um, uh, their struggles with the Ammonites and and whatnot. So again, he's recounting all of this stuff for the people. Um, and we will recall that uh, because of Moses' sin, the Lord told him that he would not be able to cross over into the promised land. Um, but in uh, uh, the back half of chapter 3, it goes into a little bit more detail as far as what happened between Moses and the Lord uh, when the Lord uh, told him that he could not go. And so in verse 23, it says, at that time, that time being when um, uh, Joshua was, was identified as the successor to Moses, and then it says, at that time, I begged the Lord, Moses is saying, at that time, I begged the Lord, Lord God, you have begun to show me your greatness and your strong hand and, uh, and your strong hand to your servant. For what God is there in heaven or on earth who can perform deeds and mighty acts like yours? Please. Let me cross over and see the beautiful land on the other side of the Jordan, um, that good hill country in Lebanon. And so we see here that we didn't see before that Moses actually wants to go into the promised land. Moses, for the most part, up to here, we, we've seen him, seen him as being very selfless, not thinking about himself or anything like that. But here he's saying, please, Lord, let me go. You know, I want to I want to step foot on this land. Verse 26. But the Lord was angry with me because of you, because of the Israelites. And would not uh, listen to me. The Lord said to me, that's enough. Do not speak to me again about this matter. Go to the top of Pisgah and look uh, to the west, north, south, and east and see it with your own eyes, for you will not cross uh, the Jordan. And so Moses is telling the Israelites what the Lord told him, that he would not cross the Jordan, that he would not step onto a foot into the new land. And Moses said, yeah, because of you. Now, actually, it wasn't because of them, because it was Moses, you know, struck the rock and said, spoke to the rock. But again, I think that's his frustration coming out. <clears throat> in chapter four, we see uh, in verse two. Oh, you must not add anything to what I command you or take anything away from it so that you may keep the commands of the Lord your God I am giving you. And so uh, Moses is telling them, you know, to all of the laws and commands that the Lord has set forth, don't add to them and don't take away from them. You know, we see a lot of adding and taking away, in my opinion, this is my opinion, in today's church where people will identify certain things or behaviors that they think is unrighteous or not holy or whatever, and they will identify those things and expect certain behaviors to conform to that. But it says nothing about that in the word. And so that's coming from man. And so we see the additions and the subtractions of things uh, that man adds or takes away and then expects that behavior, expecting that that behavior um, uh, represents things of the kingdom of God when it's really coming from them. And so that's why it's critical. 
It's critical for every individual to know what's in this word for themselves and not to depend on other people to teach you or spoon feed you or whatever. Read for yourself. Know what's in this word. And therefore, you will know when something is coming from man versus something that is actually coming from God. And so it's critical that you do that, in my opinion. In verse six, carefully follow them, the commands, for this will show you, for this will show your wisdom and understanding in the eyes of the peoples. When they hear about all these statutes, they will say, the great nation is indeed a wise, this great nation is indeed a wise and understanding people. In other words, for the Israelites, when they follow the word of God, when they don't add anything to it, when they don't take away from it, don't take away anything from it, and they just follow the word of God as presented by Moses to them, then other peoples will notice and they will ascribe to them great wisdom and knowledge. And they will they will find favor amongst peoples. In verse nine, it says only be on your guard and diligently watch yourselves so that you don't forget the things your eyes have seen and so that you don't slip from and, and so that they don't slip from your mind as long as you live. Now, this is critical. The Lord is saying, look, don't forget what I've done for you. Don't receive blessings and then turn around and forget me and go on and live your life however you want to live your life. Don't do that. Because then you take the Lord for granted when you do that. When you have received blessings from the Lord and then you act and behave as if you know nothing about it or anything like that, you have you have disrespected the Lord. He has done things for you. And then you turn around and forget and act as though nothing was done on your behalf. And so this is a warning. Be on your guard. Dil diligently watch yourself. Don't allow that to happen. Don't allow yourself to forget all the things that you have been blessed with by the Lord. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Um, and we move on. <clears throat> and so uh, in verse 28, uh, Moses is telling the people, look, this is what's going to happen. You know, uh, <laughs> the Lord's going to bless you and you are going to forget and you are going to mess up. And you're going to do certain things. And then the Lord is going to have to correct you. And then and then when he corrects you, you're, you're going to find yourself in a dire situation. And verse 28 says, uh, there you will worship man-made gods uh, of wood and stone, which cannot see, hear, eat, or smell. In other words, uh, the Lord is going to do this, and then he's going to scatter you because he's going to correct you. And you're going to be living amongst other people. And he said, and when you do that, watch out because you're... you're you're going to mess up as far as start following other gods. But he gives a prescription here in verse 29. He says, but from there you will search for the Lord your God and he will, and you will find him when you seek him with all your heart and all your soul. And so when you find yourself in this position of being in a jacked up state, if you will, he says, if you will just turn and seek me with everything in your heart and your soul, I won't leave you. I won't leave you. In verse 31, it says, he will not leave you, destroy you, or forget the covenant with your fathers that he swore to them by oath because the Lord your God is a compassionate God. All you got to do is turn and seek me with everything in you. I will not forget you. I will not forget you if you do this. And so uh, if we move on to chapter five, 
you find that um, so Moses summoned all Israel and said to them, Israel, listen to the statutes and ordinance I am proclaiming as you hear them today. Learn and follow them carefully. So he gathers, he gathers the people and he starts recounting the Ten Commandments. He said, this is what the Lord told me when I was on the mount. This is what he wrote on the tablets. Number one, do not have other gods beside me. Number two, do not make an idol for yourself in the shape of anything in the heavens above or the earth below. Uh, number three, do not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Number four, be careful to remember the Sabbath day. Number five, honor your father and your mother. Number six, do not murder. Number seven, do not commit adultery. Number eight, do not steal. Number nine, do not give dishonest testimony against your neighbor. And number 10, do not cover, covet your neighbor's wife or desire your neighbor's house or his household. And so he's recounting for the people. Again, you know, this is what happened on Mount Sinai and whatnot. Again, he's bringing everybody up to speed. In verse 32, chapter 5, be careful to do as the Lord your God has commanded you. You are not to turn aside uh, to the right or left. Follow the whole instruction the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live, prosper, and have a long life in the land you will possess. And so this will happen if you do these things. So let's move on to chapter 6. The greatest command, number uh, verse 5, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your strength. That speaks for itself. Verse 7, repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house and when you uh, walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. In other words, keep the, keep the commandments and whatnot at the forefront of your family's life. Let them know what the situation is. It's our job as parents in order to continuously promote, if you will, the Lord with truth, sincerity, and honesty and in, well into their adult years. <laughs> that job never ends. Um, and then we see in verse 10, when the Lord your God brings you into the land, you, uh, he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that he would give you a land with the large and beautiful cities that you did not build, houses full of every good thing that you did not fill, uh, cisterns that you did not dig, and vineyards and olives groves that you did not plant. And when you eat and are, satisf are satisfied, be careful not to forget the Lord. Again, we have a warning here. Don't forget me. When I give you all these things that you didn't work for, that you didn't earn, don't forget me. And so I think that's probably the lesson in all of Deuteronomy. Don't forget me. With that, we'll pick up in chapter 7 tomorrow. Bye-bye.